0: In today's episode, we'll discuss one of the most crucial aspects of client conversion, the discovery session. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello, hello, and welcome. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing one of the most crucial aspects of client conversion, the discovery call. And we'll explore effective strategies to pre-qualify potential clients, speak with confidence, understand your value, and ask for the sale. Now, if you're selling into organizations, this is likely to be a few conversations and not necessarily with one individual. So bear that in mind but many of the principles, steps and forms of words I'll be covering are the same, whether you're B2B or B2C. So if you're ready to rock your discovery calls and make more sales, let's dive in. The first thing I wanna talk about is pre-qualifying potential clients. Picture this scenario, your ideal client schedules a discovery session with you, but when it comes to discussing your coaching offer, they quickly dismiss it. Sound familiar? Well, it might be time to revisit your closing strategies. And one of the key elements that helps with closing on a call is pre-qualifying the people you talk with. Here are some practical tips to ensure you're connecting with the right prospects. Tip one, reflect your ideal client in your branding and language. To attract the right clients, make sure your marketing content clearly communicates the type of clients that you work with. For example, for myself, I'm going to emphasize that I specialize in serving established business owners rather than new entrepreneurs. This approach ensures your message reaches the right audience and maximizes your chances of conversion. Tip two, implement an application process. I've talked about this before, but really a subtle and effective way to pre-qualify potential clients is by using a short form as part of your calendar booking process. Ask questions related to the challenges you help with, focusing on the ones aligned with your ideal client profile. That way you filter out applicants who may not be a good fit, saving time for both parties. And tip three, be transparent in your discovery session invitation. When inviting prospects to a call, clearly state who you work with and provide an overview of their investment. This transparency sets expectations and helps potential clients self-select based on their readiness and affordability. The second thing that makes your discovery sessions go really, really well is to create an effective call structure. While pre-qualifying clients is important, having a well-structured call is super important. So let's explore how you can create an effective structure for your discovery sessions. Here are seven steps you can use to create an outline that flows naturally as a conversation and transitions elegantly into making your offer. So here's step one, build rapport and gather information. It's important to take a few minutes at the beginning to build rapport with your potential client. Ask open-ended questions to understand their background, goals, and challenges. This not only helps you connect on a deeper level, but also provides valuable insights for tailoring your offer. Try to connect on a human level. Don't make it all about business. Maybe just ask them where they're from and whether they've always lived in that area. Ask something neutral, like how's the weather outside your window? The second step is to set the agenda. Begin the main part of the call by setting a clear agenda outline the purpose of the call. It doesn't have to be formal. You can just sort of frame it in a friendly conversational way, but you'll talk about the time that you've got for the call and the topics that you'll cover and the desired outcome for them. And this helps establish expectations and keeps the conversation focused. And that moves into step three, which is to gather information and cover pain points and goals. You want to dive deeper into the challenges your potential clients facing ask probing questions to uncover their pain points and specific goals. This allows you to demonstrate your understanding and provides a bridge for later when you position your coaching, consulting or training offer as a solution to the specific needs that they just told you about. The next step number four is to present your offer and benefits. Once you've got that clear understanding of their challenges and their goals and what they're struggling with, you can confidently present your offer. Make sure to highlight the specific benefits they'll gain from working with you and how your approach aligns with their needs. Clearly explain the investment required and the value they can expect to receive. Step five is to address any concerns and objections. Be prepared to address those concerns that your potential client may have. Listen actively, empathize with their perspective and provide reassurance or additional information to alleviate their doubts. Remember, addressing concerns and objections demonstrates your commitment to their success. Many of the objections that we hear are around time and price or what we know is that it's not a matter of time, it's a matter of priorities. And it's not always about price, it's about seeing the value of what you offer. Step six is then your call to action. As the session nears to its conclusion, it's essential to guide the potential client toward the next steps. Clearly articulate the call to action, whether it's scheduling a follow-up session, making a decision on the spot, or inviting them into your program. And then the final step seven is to follow up and thank them. Finally, don't forget the importance of follow-up. Follow-up is fortune and express gratitude. Send a personalized thank you message or an email after the session to show your appreciation for their time and consideration. This thoughtful gesture helps maintain a positive impression of your brand and encourages further engagement. So the next area in mastering your discovery calls is to speak with confidence. Now that you've pre-qualified your leads, it's time to focus on your delivery during your discovery sessions. Confidence is key when presenting your offer. Speaking confidently and understanding your value are crucial aspects of a successful discovery call. Let's explore some strategies to help you communicate your value effectively. Tip one, which you'll know, is practice makes perfect. Gain confidence in stating your offer by practicing. Stand in front of the mirror, smile and repeat your offer until you can confidently transition to making the offer. For instance, I really like this framing. Based on what you've shared in our discussion, would you like to hear what I recommend? Pretty much always gets a yes. Well, my business coaching program is designed to help you solve the exact problem you're facing. Would you like to hear about how it can help? When you're telling them the details, you want to be highlighting those parts that match to what they say they needed. And once you've told them the details, you ask, how does that sound? You want to avoid asking closed yes, no type questions like, does that sound good? Because their answer won't tell you how they're feeling so far. Then you move to tell them the price. Okay, so let me share that the investment is $5,000 and today all that's needed to secure your spot Is a $500 deposit. Can you make that work? Rehearsing helps eliminate hesitations that might invite negotiation. And this moves us to tip number two, which is to embrace the power of silence. After presenting your offer, especially after giving them the price, you want to resist the urge to immediately fill the space. Give your potential clients space to process, to take in the information, to share their thoughts first before you dive in. Remember, silence can be powerful, allowing the prospect to contemplate and make a decision without unnecessary influence or pressure. The fourth area for mastering discovery calls is to know your value. Understanding your value is crucial to confidently communicate your fees, even if they may feel slightly expensive to you or slightly uncomfortable to have to ask. Let's explore strategies here to strengthen your belief in the benefits you provide. So tip number one is to recognize your unique expertise. Reflect on the benefits your clients will experience and the outcomes by hiring you as their consultant or coach or trainer. Understand the unique value you bring to the relationship, which goes beyond just the cost of your services. By fully grasping the impact, and the results you can deliver, you'll feel more confident in stating your fees. And if you need a little help, lean into some testimonials from previous clients who've worked with you, who say wonderful things about you, I'm sure. It really bolsters your sense of value. The second tip here in terms of knowing your value is, how to handle objections before they're raised. If you've done a few calls already, you probably have a good sense of what objections potential clients raise. Of course, they may fob you off by saying they're interested, but it's not the right timing for them. But if you've gone beneath the surface and asked what would make this a no-brainer and what can you clarify to help them move forwards, it really helps you bring some of those points into play during the call so they actually don't get raised or can't be raised as an excuse or otherwise later on. The fifth area for mastering discovery calls is the art of asking for the sale. We've covered pre-qualification, confident communication and understanding your value. Now it's time to discuss that final step when you ask for the sale. You may have made the offer and shared the price, but now you actually have to ask them to buy. Yes, really. And if you want to up your close rate, this is something you really need to be prepared to do rather than leave it hanging. Let's dive into practical tips to turn your discovery sessions into paying clients. Tip one, keep your goal in mind. Remember, a discovery call is for exploration, not coaching per se. Use this opportunity to diagnose your potential client's root issues and assess whether you're a good fit. Keep your primary goal in mind to determine if you can help and if you genuinely connect with the prospect. Tip two is to diagnose the problem. Uncover the core challenges your potential client faces. Sometimes their initial perception of the issue may differ from the actual root cause. And by identifying the real problem, You can align your offer more effectively and provide tailored solutions. And they're going to really understand because you're helping to shine a light into their blind spots. And the third tip is to confidently ask for the sale. By being proactive in initiating that sales conversation, share your belief in the positive results you've achieved with clients facing similar challenges. Share your excitement, present the potential client with a choice of options for how they can engage with you, such as a three month or a six month program or an entry level service followed by a longer term commitment. And then invite them to decide based on their needs, budget and timeframe. This approach clarifies the value, demonstrates outcomes and shows that you're flexible and adaptable It also eliminates the option to simply say no. Okay, so the sixth area of mastering discovery calls is handling objections with confidence. In the process of conducting discovery sessions, it's common to encounter objections from potential clients as we talked about earlier. These objections may stem from various concerns or uncertainties, and it's crucial to address them effectively to overcome resistance and move closer to a successful conversion. Let's explore strategies for handling objections with confidence and elegance. Tip number one is active listening and empathy. When a potential client presents an objection, it's essential to actively listen and empathize with their perspective. Let them know that you understand their concerns and acknowledge that their feelings are valid. This demonstrates your commitment to their needs and helps build trust. The second tip is to clarify and validate. Begin by clarifying the objection to ensure you fully understand what they're raising. Repeat the objection back to the potential client to show that you're actively engaged in the discussion. Validating their concerns really helps create an open and non-confrontational environment. For example, I understand that investing in coaching can be a significant decision. It's important to ensure you're comfortable with the commitment. Can you share more about what specifically makes you concerned about the investment? A third tip is to use curiosity to get to the root cause. Dig deeper with lots of questions where you say, hey, I'm curious, because you want to uncover the underlying reason behind the objection. Often objections are a reflection of hidden fears or doubts. By addressing the root cause, you can alleviate their concerns much, much more effectively. For example, I hear that you're concerned about the financial investment. Can you help me understand what specifically worries you about the cost? Is it related to the return on investment or are there other factors at play? A fourth tip is provide value and solutions. Once you've identified the root cause, focus on providing value and offering solutions that address these concerns. Emphasize the benefits and outcomes that they can expect from working with you. For example, you might say, I completely understand your concern about the financial aspect. However, it's important to consider the potential growth and results that you can achieve through our coaching program our previous clients have experienced, and then you can talk about the specific outcomes, which have had a significant impact on their businesses. By investing in coaching, you're positioning yourself for long-term success and a substantial return on investment. Tip number five, overcome objections with testimonials and social proofs. So this follows on from the previous tip. You want to utilize your testimonials and social proof feedback from clients to demonstrate the positive experiences and the results other clients have achieved by working with you. Sharing success stories can help overcome objections and instill confidence in potential clients. For example, you might say, I completely understand your hesitation. Let me share a success story from one of our clients who had similar concerns initially. Hearing about their transformation might provide you with additional reassurance because they were unsure initially about the investment, but after committing to the coaching program, they experienced and then give the specific results that they achieved. And finally, a sixth tip is collaborate and offer options. Involve the potential client in finding a solution that meets their needs and aligns with their concerns. Offer flexible options or alternatives that may address their objections while still providing value. So here's an example of what I might say. I really value your commitment to making an informed decision. How about we explore some alternative options that could work for you? We could consider a shorter coaching program or a payment plan that spreads out the investment over several months. Let's find a solution that best fits your circumstances. Now, a seventh area for mastering your discovery calls is handling different outcomes. When you get a yes, a maybe, or even a no. During discovery sessions, you may encounter different outcomes. A yes, indicating readiness to proceed, a maybe, reflecting the need for further consideration or information, or a no, indicating a decline. Next, explore how to handle each outcome effectively. Yes means you're gonna seal the deal. When a potential client responds with a yes, it's an exciting moment, you're thrilled, of course, because if they're a match, you get to work with this amazing person or their team and organization. So here's how to move forward and finalize the agreement rather than over-talking where you're in danger of losing the yes. Step one is to confirm their commitment. Begin by reaffirming their commitment to achieving their desired outcomes. Ask them to rate their commitment on a scale of 1 to 10, emphasizing the importance of their dedication. For example, you might say, on a scale of 1 to 10, how committed are you to achieving XYZ, the goal, desire that they expressed? This helps ensure we align our efforts and work towards your success. Step two is to outline your recommendation. Proceed by outlining your coaching program, training or consulting service that will help them resolve their specific area of need and deliver specific outputs and outcomes. Highlight the key features and benefits. For example, based on our discussion, I recommend our X program, which is designed to specifically address the challenges you shared. It includes and then mention the program details and benefits. Step three, confirm fit and investment. Ensure that the program does really align with their current needs and discuss the investment required. Clearly communicate the value they'll receive in relation to the cost. For example, how does that sound? Does it seem like a fit for what you're needing to sort out right now? I want to share that the investment in the program is, mention the investment amount, this investment will give you reiterate program benefits and solutions. And finally, step four, ask for the sale. Once you've presented the program and addressed any remaining questions or concerns, confidently ask for the sale or sign up. For example, you might say, are you ready to get this scheduled and set up? I'm thrilled we'll be working together. Here's what we need to do to get you started. And then outline the next steps, the payment process and the onboarding details. Now, what if you get a maybe, which means that really there's a further consideration or information that the potential client needs. When a prospect responds with a maybe, they require additional time to think or further information. And here's how to navigate this situation. Step one, you want to understand their need for consideration. Respectfully inquire about the specific factors they need to think about. Offer assistance and address any concerns that they may have. For example, may I ask what you need to think about? Is there something I can help address for you right now while we're on the call together? Is there anything else you need to know to make the decision to start working with us? Step two is to schedule a follow-up meeting. Book a follow-up call within two to three days to reconnect and provide them with additional information or clarification This allows them time to reflect and make an informed decision. It allows them time to speak to other colleagues that are perhaps involved in that decision. For example, you could say, okay, are you all right for me to schedule a quick follow-up meeting in two to three days time? This is going to give you the opportunity to gather your thoughts, ask any questions internally and come back to me with some further questions if needed. And the third scenario, of course, is that you get a no and you want to have graceful handling of this decline to your offer. Now look, sometimes despite your best efforts, a potential client may respond with a no. Handle the situation graciously and seek to understand their reasons. Step one, seek feedback gently. Politely inquire about their reasons for declining. Use this opportunity for market research and to gain insights into any aspects that may need improvement. For example, you could ask, help me understand why this isn't a fit for you right now. Is it a matter of timing, cost or other factors? Your feedback would be incredibly valuable to us. And step two, appreciate their time and offer future updates. You want to express gratitude for their time and the conversation. Offer to add them to your mailing list to keep them updated on any future promotions or changes that may align better with their needs. For example, you could say, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I appreciate your honesty. If your situation changes or if there are updates in the future, would you like to be added to our mailing list? This way you can stay informed about any relevant offerings. Handling different outcomes during a discovery call requires finesse and understanding. Whether it's a yes, a maybe, or a no, adapt your approach accordingly. Celebrate the wins, provide support during the consideration phase, and gracefully accept a decline while seeking valuable feedback. Remember, each interaction is an opportunity for growth and learning and improvement. And there you have it, that's at least the first pass of mastering discovery calls. I'd like to end with some final thoughts around the essential strategies for mastering your discovery sessions and increasing your conversion rates. Remember to create a semi-structured outline for the conversation. Pre-qualify potential clients, speak with confidence, understand your value and ask for the sale. By creating a well-structured discovery call and making sure you're only talking to qualified prospects who fit your criteria for what you do, you set the stage for productive and meaningful conversations with potential clients. Remember to build rapport from the start and then frame the conversation by setting the agenda before moving to elicit information about their goals and challenges. Only once you've got clarity on what their needs are and what's standing in the way should you present your offer. That way you can present confidently, addressing concerns they've raised or might raise and provide a clear call to action. The more you practice, the more elegant the transition to making your offer will be. Essentially, you're using their goals, needs and gaps to determine if your program or service is a good fit to support them in achieving the results they're looking for. You're only inviting them to learn about your program and talk about how it aligns with what they said they need help with. Handling objections with confidence is a crucial skill to master during your discovery sessions, as it's responding positively and with grace to whatever the outcome is after making the offer. By actively listening, clarifying concerns, addressing the root cause, providing value and solutions, utilizing testimonials and collaborating on alternatives, you can overcome objections and move closer to converting potential clients. Remember, objections are opportunities for deeper understanding and building trust. When you really get into the mindset of service to their best interest, you'll feel far less anxious or uncomfortable about the sales transaction that may or may not take place. I remember years ago when I was learning how to do sales calls, I remember someone saying, really get into the process and be less attached to the outcome. And it absolutely helped. It really helped me to focus on the person in front of me at the time of the conversation rather than the sale that I needed or the income that I wanted. By implementing these strategies, you'll build a stronger connection with the right clients and watch your sign up conversions skyrocket. With an effective call structure in place, you'll maximize your chances of converting prospects into paying clients. Stay tuned for some more valuable insights as we'll be talking more over the next weeks about content, copy and courses, and how to leverage the power and mitigate the risks of AI's chat GPT to survive and thrive in the digital marketplace. Now, if you want to accelerate your business journey, please book a free discovery call with me and we'll talk through where you're at, what you need and whether the Leveraged Business Accelerator coaching program is a good fit for you. See what I did? Until the next time, ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.